0: Dear beauty business babe, I see you grinding. I hear your fears. I know that you're ready for more. Hey girl, my name is Kelly Callahan and I'm here to sprinkle a little bit of business, a little bit of mindset and a whole ton of love and inspiration to help you light you up along the way. Because if I can build a half a million dollar beauty brand in just a few years, I know that you can too. This podcast is dedicated to the beauty business babe who is ready to take radical responsibility for her life. I don't know it all, but I do know a lot, and I am willing to teach you everything I've learned along my journey. I believe that you absolutely have it in you to create the life and the business that you dream of. And with a little bit of help, you can get there even faster than I did. I am here to fully support you. I am here to help guide you. Take what you want from these free trainings from this podcast so you can go further, faster in your business and in your life. So let's talk business, let's embody mindset, and don't forget to join the rest of the beauty business tribe on our free Facebook group called Beauty Business Babes. Let's get down to business, girl. Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. This is your host, Kelly Callahan. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. This is going to be such a great episode for you guys because this is one of the most common questions that I get in my DMs, okay? I get so many women from all around the world hitting me up like, Kelly, I am a mobile spray tanning artist or I am a mobile lash artist. How did you get into a space? So today I am going to dedicate this episode to you guys who have either not started a business yet and are looking to rent out a room from somebody, or maybe you're doing mobile right now and you're ready to dive into renting a space. Now there's this huge misconception that you have to have a lot of money to do this. I'm here to tell you that that is not correct. I am going to bust that myth for you because that is not something that you guys have to have. You don't have to have a shit ton of money to be able to do this. Now, I was able to do this within six months of opening up my mobile business, and as I started to grow my business, I realized, like, wow, I am being spread thin right now. I'm driving to people's houses. I could make a lot more money if I had them come over to a space that I really loved, and I was able to serve more people that way, right? So if you think about it, as a mobile artist, you know, depending on how much you're charging, you can charge, I I was charging, let's just say, $50, right, for one mobile spray tan. And looking back at what that looked like when I first started, it would take me, you know, say like 30 minutes to get to the house. I'm in California, by the way, traffic, all that good stuff. 30 minutes to get to the house, about... 30 to 45 minutes to set up to spray tan and then another 30 minutes to go back home or to my next appointment. So if you're thinking it's about an hour and a half, right? And I'm making $50 now going into a salon space or or getting a space of my own to spray tan out of, I was thinking how long does it actually take me to spray tan somebody? And in the beginning stages, it would take me maybe like 20 minutes from the time that they came in, filled out the form, you know, I spray tan them to the time that they paid because you didn't have to set everything up, put everything down. Everything was already set up. So they just came to me and then I spray tan them. So it takes maybe 15, 20 minutes, right? So if that's the case, I can fit three to four people in. So even if it's on the lower end, say three people in an hour. That is going to make me so much more money than $50 in an hour and a half. Now at the salon, um, when I first got into this location, I was charging, I believe it was about $45. So literally just $5 cheaper than what I was charging for mobile at the time. And I quickly realized that people were willing to pay for good service. So I kept my rates at that for about three to six months and then I upped the rate to $55 and that was like on the lower end of just a regular eight hour spray tan, right? So you have to think, doing it from a location, $55 per client, right? At least at the very bare minimum and getting at least three people in. Okay, that's going to make you a lot more than if you were trying to do it mobile and spending an hour and a half with one client, unless you're charging more, right? So unless you're Jimmy Coco, who charges, I think, $250 to $300 per mobile spray tan client, um, you know, you most likely are better off getting a space, having people come to you and being able to just... Can out of a location. Not only does it help with obviously the finances, um, but also your own energy, like your sanity. Not having to drive in traffic all the time if you're somewhere in you know New York or LA or whatever. For me, it just made sense. So going from mobile to in a salon is really where I saw massive growth in my business because I was able to serve more clients, I was able to have more impact, create more income for myself, and it was all good. So the purpose here today is really to dedicate this episode to those women who are ready to just leap into renting out a space out of an already existing salon, okay? So by the end of this episode, you should have some tips, some tangible tips, and really a lot of clarity on how to get into a salon. And again, with my story, this hopefully will inspire you to get this done sooner than later because I know that for a lot of people, the you know financial part, the investment part seems really scary, but you have to think, what is this? going to cause in my business like how is this going to make a shift in my business how much impact and income can I make versus how much is this gonna cost me because oftentimes our perspective when it comes to investing financially it's a little skewed like we get scared we start making up excuses on why we can't do it we start thinking like oh my gosh this is gonna cost so much money it's gonna like blah 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 whatever whatever excuses we're giving ourselves and it's totally normal to feel that way but you have to really think about the long term and also like what's going on right Right now, is your business growing the way that you want it to? Do you see it growing like in the way that you want it to? If that's the case, then maybe you're better off just staying where you're at. But if you are like me and you're like, okay, I could see myself hiring people, or I can see myself just being in a salon and like having so many people here and having like, you know, parties come to me and all of these things, hosting people basically at your salon or your space of, you know, wherever it is that you're spray tanning or offering the service. I think there's so much value in having that and also understanding that that's going to provide you like a nice opportunity to create more income for yourself. So looking at it that way versus the scarcity type of mindset where you're like, oh, like, I don't want to invest this much. And I'm going to teach you guys today how to invest in a way that feels really good to you. So that way you're not overdoing it and you're not stretching yourself so thin mentally or financially where you're like very, very worried about it. Okay. So let's talk about first and foremost, where to look, where do you look to start your spray tanning business in a salon or your beauty business in a salon. So this can pertain to any beauty business professional in any service, by the way. The first thing that I did was I started Googling and yelping a lot of businesses within my area. So I looked at salons, I looked at spas, I looked at acupuncture places, I looked at um, even like massage places. I looked everywhere that had the ability to rent out a room, first and foremost, but also that was tied into the health, wellness, and beauty industries. And so I did that for not that long. I would say it literally took me a day to find a place. So I did all of my research in the morning. I wrote down, um, you know, all of these places that had five stars. I also looked at how many reviews they had. So if they had over 200 reviews, and mind you, I'm in San Diego, so that might look a little bit different to you, but somewhere that had a lot of reviews compared to, you know, other places in my area because I wanted a lot of foot traffic. I wanted the ability to have more exposure, and I also wanted to work in a place that, like, felt really good for me, and also that I knew had a great reputation, so I had to look at the reviews. And once I did that, I started reaching out uh, via email to all of these places, and the email was very simple. It was super, super easy to understand, and basically what I said was like, hey there, my name is Kelly Callahan, I just started a mobile spray tanning business, I'm looking to expand into a location, so I was wondering if you had any rooms for rent. That's it. Super simple. Hey, sunless sis, do you ever deal with stained palms or having a tan that is so stubborn it doesn't come off? Maybe your clients experience this too. Trust me, I totally get it, and I found it the perfect solution for you and your clients. Smooth Summer Tan effectively removes your self tan in just five minutes. This unique cleansing formula also hydrates and prepares the skin for a fresh tan and leaves the skin silky smooth, so that way when your client comes back to you, you know you have some fresh skin to be working on. This spray tanning remover is made with natural and organic ingredients. It exfoliates your skin, it balances the skin's pH levels to enhance DHA reaction for a deeper tan. And you can use it for yourself and retail the product to your clients. So if you're ready to offer this to your clients and get your stained hand situation under control, head on over to SmoothSummerTan.com. That's it super simple. And I started getting a couple of replies. Some people never answered. And then this one lady just seemed so adamant about having me come in and like check out the space. So it was um, called My Acu Spa. It was an acupuncture place. They had some masseuses. They had some estheticians, yada, yada, yada. So I was really stoked. I was like, yes, this is awesome. I get to go check this place out. And this place was one block away from the beach in San Diego and Pacific Beach. And um, yeah, so I just went over there. I was like, okay, let me go meet her. This lady was so funny. She was so outgoing. She was the owner of the spa and she showed me around. There was a ton of rooms and a few that were available. And, um, you know, I explained to her my situation in person. I was like, look, I just started my business and I don't really, and I just moved to San Diego at that time. And I'm basically like restarting because I had started my business, my mobile business originally about an hour and a half away and I knew that I didn't want to stay there. So I ended up moving to San Diego and this was brand new to me. So I didn't really have a solid client base, but I was like willing to do whatever it took to make sure that I would be able to make this happen. So I think like just talking to her in person really helped because it built that rapport, it help, like it made her understand who I was as a person and, and help the situation overall. Like she knew that I wasn't messing around. So after explaining the situation, you know, I just said, this is something that is really important for me right now is to get into a location because I do want to do Groupon. I want to do living social. I want to go pass out flyers. Like I am literally willing to do whatever it takes to make this work. But the only thing that I'm really hesitant about right now is the fact that, you know, I don't really want to have to pay rent if I don't have the clientele right now. So what I would love to do if you're open to this is I would love to do some sort of commission style type of agreement where any client that comes into the store or the salon, I should say, anyone that books with me with, for a spray tan, I would love to offer you know a commission style, like a split of some sort so that way you can make money, I can make money, but I need you to trust me that I'm actually able to get clients. And so we talked about it and we decided on doing a 60-40 split. So basically anybody that came in to get a spray tan from me, I would keep 60% of whatever the total cost was Um, and then she would make the 40% and I would pay her out every single month. So that was really awesome because one, I knew that she was willing to work with me. Two, I had this big ass room when I first started that, you know, I didn't even need that big of a room, but I I did. I get I got it and it was fine. And that was great because I was starting to host, you know, like my trainings eventually and all these things. So it was perfect. It was perfect for exactly what I wanted and what I needed, and it felt very comfortable and it was really fun to put the room together and with that, we started working together, and she used to give me clients. Um, she sent over a bunch of clients. I started Groupon, I started Living Social, I started going and canvassing on cars, I started reaching out to people via social media, brand ambassadors. Like, I did all the things, and I seriously didn't sleep. Like, I felt like I was just so on fire and so lit up to make this work and so passionate about everything that was like creating this business and starting this business and growing the business because I knew that I couldn't let her down and it really just held me accountable, right? So that was amazing and so we started working together after about three, four, five months. I don't remember exactly. It's been a long time and after a couple of months, I realized like, okay, I'm paying her a shit ton of rent basically because I started growing my business so fast and the rent started like the commission split that we had agreed on. It started becoming like seven, eight, nine hundred dollars, and so I went back to her and I said, "Hey, Deborah, is there any way that I can switch over to just paying you like a solid flat rate for rent? Because now we're getting into almost paying you a thousand dollars, and that doesn't really feel good for me. So I was just curious if there's any way that we can just sw- switch over, so I'm p- paying you like just a flat rate." And she was okay with this. And I got really lucky because she was awesome and so willing to work with me. Obviously, like not everybody's going to be that easy. So it's really important for you guys to fill out the situation, fill out the person that you're going to be working with, because the last thing you want is to be in some sort of commitment or contract or anything like that and end up hating the person. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, uh, that would be the worst case scenario. So I advise, if you guys are going to do this, try not to, try not to get into a commitment if you can avoid that. I would highly recommend doing like a month to month where either party has to give like a 30 day notice, for example, if you guys decide not to work together. Um, I think that's the safest way. I think it feels good for both parties because if you guys don't end up working out together, then at least you guys can get out and you guys don't have to feel bad about it. So... With that, um, Deborah was more than receptive to my offer and we ended up just agreeing to paying, I believe it was $600 a month. And so what that included was the room. It included all utilities. I didn't have to pay anything extra for literally anything and I can access the room 24-7, which was really cool. So I was there for about a year until they closed down and then I had to end up, you know, moving to another location, in which case I did the same exact process. So I Looked through Yelp, looked through Google, wrote down all the names, emailed these people, went and saw a couple places, and then decided on who was the best fit for my company, my brand. Because don't think that just because you're brand new or because you haven't started yet that you shouldn't be picky. You have to be picky because this is a part of your brand. This is a part of your business. This is where people are going to come to you. And I think it's really important to feel aligned with the people that you surround yourself with as well as the place that you're serving your clients. Because if you don't feel that alignment, if you don't feel excited about it, it's going to be really hard for you to show up in the way that you need to show up. So take that little piece of advice from me. I really loved pretty much almost everywhere that I was at except for um, the second place that I ended up getting, it was more of like a closet space, which it looked pretty, but it was very small and it wasn't as comfortable. So I didn't show up the way that I needed to. So this is just coming from personal experience of just not choosing the right space to tan out of. I quickly got out of there and in the same salon, I was able to rent out a room that was much bigger. So just feel it out. Fill out the people, fill out the space, make sure that the agreement feels really good for you. Um, make sure that, you know, if you don't want a commitment, don't settle for a commitment. If you don't want to have like a one-year contract, everything is negotiable. Okay. Everything is negotiable and closed mouths do not get fed. And I will preach this and say this for like the rest of my entire life, because Just by asking certain questions, I've been able to get pretty much all of the negotiations that I've been wanting. And I will give you just a a last example really quick. I recently, about a year ago, got into a bigger space when I got my storefront. So I, I got a storefront a couple of years ago. I moved into a larger space and a larger storefront where we had three rooms It was so beautiful, and these people wanted $2,800 for this space, right? They wanted $2,800 and they wanted a three year commitment. Now, I did something right and I did something wrong. So, I'm going to share that with you right now. The thing that I did that was right was knowing that, like, I wasn't in a rushed, like, position. Like, I, I didn't have to get into this space. It was kind of just like, oh, it would be nice to, but I still have the other space. So, it's not a big deal. Like, it wasn't anything that I felt like I had to do. I wasn't desperate. And so because of that, I decided to ask if the rent, because I, I was doing like the calculations and the square footage per, um, you know, the cost for the square footage in that area, it didn't match. It was so much higher than what it should have been. So I counter-offered and I said, look, I will take the space if we negotiate the rent down to $1,600. And these people did it. So I was able to take what would have been, you know, almost like more than $1,000 into a less, um, a lesser amount for the rent because I just asked the question. Okay. So that was one thing that I did that was right. And that was awesome. Cause that, you know, sa- saves me more than like $12,000 a year. Step number two, something that I did that was not right. And I should have known this. I should have known this. I should have known better now I do. (laughs) The second thing that I would have done differently, or the first thing that I would have done differently is negotiate the terms of the lease. So the terms of the lease in my most recent spot is three years. It was three years and I've never um, paid for, or like uh, signed a lease that was that long, not for an apartment, not for anything. But I was so secure that I was going to keep Slay Beauty Bar. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. This is fine, right? And then what? Nine, what happened like nine months later? COVID. COVID happened. And, you know, when I moved into that space, I was already thinking like, oh, maybe I'll sell one day. Maybe I'll do this one day. Like, I wasn't really thinking clear. And I should have been thinking a little bit more about like the long term of like, what does three years actually look like? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Does that feel good to me to be able to commit to three years not knowing like what can happen next year? What can happen in the next, you know, the year following that? But for whatever reason, I was so secure in keeping Slay and I never negotiated that. I was like, okay, let's just do three years. That's fine. I think I got really excited about the rent being, you know, more than a $1,000 cheaper uh, per month. That I just completely forgot about the lease terms and all of that. So don't make my mistake. If it doesn't feel good, like really fill it out and ask the question, because I can guarantee you that if I would have just asked about the lease terms and did like a year or two, it would have worked out fine. So just be mindful, ask the questions. Closed mouths don't get fed. The worst that can happen is that they say no who cares? Whatever. You move on with your life. You either choose to do it and you choose to like work with them or you choose to look elsewhere that feels more aligned and better with you and what your vision is. So that is what I'm going to leave it at. I hope that this has been super helpful for you guys. I know that you know, getting into new space can be really exciting and scary, but all in all, it's definitely worth it if you see the vision, if you believe that you can do this, and if you work your little tail off, because that's really what it comes down to. I think a lot of people are just like, "Oh, I'm going to get into space and people are going to come to me," and it's not that easy. You really need to know how to market your business um, in order to be incredibly successful at this, and sometimes that means sleepless nights. Sometimes that means just working your ass off and really. Really committing to the vision that you have so I will see you guys on the next episode if you guys loved this episode please screenshot this share it on Instagram tag me at I am underscore Kelly I would love to hear about your stories if you have any particular questions you guys can always DM me I'm more than happy to help and lastly I I wanted to let you guys know that with this podcast, I really see the vision of introducing more of you beauty business babes into the podcast. And I would love to hear about what you have to teach, about what your story is. And, um, you know, you never know. Just by sharing your story, you can inspire somebody, you can help somebody. And that's what I want to give to our audience. So if you're interested in becoming a guest on our show, again, DM me. My Instagram handle is at I am underscore Kelly, and let me know what you would like to talk about, and I would love to have you on the show. So I will see you guys on the next episode. Love you guys a long time, and have a great week.